Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode number 69 of the Cannabis 101 podcast, at least hour number one. Hour number two will come out on Wednesday and uh, we're going to take a look at some very cool stores and Bickle uh, products in that episode. But if you know anything about this show, uh, you know that there is just one way we get things started and that's by finding out what's your groove. in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? It kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Pipe in a crate, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? So when I say what's your groove, I mean, if you're listening to this show, maybe you've got some nice calming CBD, maybe you had a drink, something to eat infused with a wonderful plant, maybe you're smoking a joint, you got a bong, I'm not really sure, there's a lot of options. Pipe and a grape, bong and a blintz. I'm going with uh, some uh, Good Buds live rosin in the old Slash. Well, the new Slash, I should say, because they're a brand new Ebenton company from Stonesmiths. We had... Uh, Levi Hornick uh, on recently, and uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, the old men in black uh, memory eraser. But with some cannabis, uh, memories get even better. So I'm going to hit this. It's got the uh, sweet uh, auto feature, and I'm going to do a product review of this in the next little while. You just click it twice, and it rolls up. Good airflow. Pretty good. Must be uh, in a little bit low in that. Uh, three different sensors. So I love uh, I love the fine folks at Good Buds as well. Their concentrates, their flower is great. So there's so much really cool stuff coming out on the market. Here's what's coming down the hash pipe on this episode today. We are going to have this week in cannabis news, but without uh, David Wiley. We've given David the week off. He had some things to do, but I will give you some of the stories that are making headlines. Malcolm LaBelle will be with us from the Green Generation Co. on the business of cannabis. We're going to discuss the two-year anniversary. Happy birthday just last, past weekend to our country and uh, what grades uh, some people are giving uh, to Canadian cannabis. Uh, we're also going to talk about your health and how uh, CBD or even cannabis-infused massages could be right for you. And we'll have what it means to be green as been a newbie uh, to cannabis. Our cannabis question is about season three, so we'll get to that in just a second. And we want to tell you about the uh, Weed Weekly. It comes out every Friday. Just head to the Cannabis101podcast.ca and subscribe. We'll give you all the details as we go. We will also have today our uh, Weed Word of the day, one slang and one standard term uh, used in the industry. That is coming a little bit later in the program. 
It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a crepe, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So there you go. There's the question. If you're uh, watching this, if you're listening, uh, thank you very much. You can now watch all episodes on our YouTube channel. So just search for the Cannabis 101 podcast on YouTube and you can find that. The question is, what do you want to see for season three of legalization in Canada? What are some things you would like to see out there? Uh, Please chime in and you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize package. Um, As for me, um, I am hoping to see more combinations of food and cannabis, whether that's restaurants that can uh, serve cannabis-infused meals, uh, possibly that could be lounges, uh, cafes, you know, anything where you can legally combine cannabis and food I want that in a big way. Uh, I've got some ideas on uh, some maybe some future projects that might be down that path, but I really would like to see, um, you know, I know there was talk about it on Edmonton City Council a while ago about uh, trying to get uh, something, uh, restaurants and things like that more involved because um, it's great for the consumer and it's going to be great to create jobs. It's going to create, generate revenue and just a no-brainer for me. So hopefully we see more of cannabis and food. I think that's coming. You know, season one, we saw flour and oil. Then we're starting to see edibles, concentrates, drinks, and so much more. So it's coming. We're going to discuss that a little bit no more in uh, the business of cannabis. But uh, send your thoughts to us uh, and chime in on the cannabis question. Uh, You can get in touch with us on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. Facebook, Instagram, we're at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. And you can chime in anonymously. You don't have to uh, leave. uh, We don't have to use your name at all. And we can keep that quiet because there are some people that do have to keep their cannabis use quiet because of employers. It's unfortunate, but it is true. So we don't want to leave you out. You can win the prize pack by being anonymous. You can email us, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. And head to the Cannabis101Podcast.ca where you can find the Weed Weekly, which comes out every Friday. All right, so we uh, we don't really have uh, this week in cannabis news as we usually do because David Wiley is unfortunately uh, not able to join us this week. But uh, if he did, he would tell us all kinds of great stories. So go check out OkanaganZ.com and follow at uh, OkanaganZ on Twitter. Uh, the one story that we're going to talk about today is that uh, Yukon cannabis is just booming right now. And uh, this is a story that I found in uh, CBC. Residents um, are buying the most legal pot per capita than anyone in Canada, more than 9 million in two years. And it's a, not a big area. The MP John Stryker says they are displacing the illicit market. But not everybody is big fans of what they're doing. The opposition party, as you would imagine, uh, says the government is driving up prices, uh, they have a monopoly, and uh, there's not enough selection. So online sales were happening. 
During COVID, they have since stopped. I don't know why you would stop them. It's just more convenient for everybody. Um, that's the dumbest thing ever to stop online sales where you're able to order and then go pick it up. We should be able to have delivery like they do in Manitoba. Now, that's kind of an interesting story about uh, one part uh, of our wonderful country and the uh, the cannabis situation. How about down south? Let's uh, stop and take a look at what's going on with cannabis and the U.S. election that will take place next month. It's obviously a big one for so many reasons, but cannabis is one of them, and it's a popular thing on the ballot as well. Five states could move towards uh, making cannabis legal in some capacity, whether that's recreational or medicinal. If it goes through, medicinal cannabis will be legal in 38 states as well as D.C. and Puerto Rico. Uh, cannabis sales in the U.S., just like in Canada, went up. Uh, in Canada, it was illegal, and then it was essential. And in the U.S. during COVID, they're predicting that sales will reach $15.8 billion, uh, by the end of the year. The federal election could also have a very, very big impact on all of this as well because the Biden-Harris ticket uh, are looking at decriminalization, and rescheduling of marijuana as uh, instead of a Schedule One drug. And that will happen if Biden-Harris win next month. And don't really like to get political, but obvious reasons, uh, that's what I'm pulling for, uh, as far as many other reasons. And uh, we talked about the Canadian anniversary, uh, an upswing as it turns three in the industry. Many analysts are predicting $3 billion in sales for 2020. Uh, more sales mean more education from bud bun tenders rather at retail outlets and that's really good and, and the most important thing i think is that what didn't happen we didn't see reefer madness we didn't see burnings uh buildings burned down riots in the streets um you know psychosis taking over our young children and like you see in that garbage uh movie which is you know we really have to organize some th- we got to find some theater that will let us use and we have to do like a Rocky Horror Picture Show with Reefer Madness. we got to somehow organize that. So that's some uh, some good stories uh, that I could find. David does a much better job on This Week in Cannabis News. Hopefully uh, he uh, will uh, join us next week. All right, we will get to the business of cannabis in just one second. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, just before we bring in Malka LaBelle from the Business of Cannabis, uh, from the Green Generation Co. on the Business of Cannabis, I want to tell you about the Cannabis and Hemp Expo was supposed to happen in late April, and you know that everything was canceled pretty much. Uh, they ha- tried to have it this month, uh, but just uh, too many restrictions. Uh, so it is going to go uh, late April at the Edmonton Expo Center. You can check it out at CannabisHempExpo.com. That's CannabisHempExpo.com. And the Cannabis 101 podcast will be there on location, putting out episodes when it does happen, and we'll have some free tickets as well. This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. 
bringing you the latest Bud Biz Buzz. Another edition of the Business in Cannabis. Malka LaBelle of the Green Generation Co. joining me. You can find out how she can help you out at greengencompany.com. Sign up for the newsletter and uh, get in on the fun education that we do every week on this show. How are things in snowy southern Alberta, Malka? They're cold, <laughs> but, you know, we're used to it. You know, it's, we're Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> it's normal. I, I sometimes think that if just that uh, cold snap came in right away, we would get used to it. But uh, it's it's never easy transitioning from a warm fall into a cold winter, especially a snowy one, right? That first snowfall always seems to throw us for a loop, even though we've done it for how many years? Forever, exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's, it's how it goes. We're used to it. We're Canadians. We can handle it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So on uh, the business of cannabis today, our lead topic is the Canadian anniversary or whatever you want to call it that we just celebrated. I break it down, I'm, you know, from a sports background. So I call them seasons. So for me, we're in season yeah. three right now. That's how yeah. uh, I'm kind of going with it. But uh, how did you see the Canadian anniversary, and, and what term do you use? I like anniversary. I think it's got a nice ring to it. I saw several different spellings of it, which is always <laughs> fun. I think, you know, we haven't really landed on anything yet. You know, we're still so new. Uh, I saw several like happy legalization day. I thought that was cool. Um, so yeah, I think there's lots of different ways, but really the point is, you know, this is a major milestone of everything. Um, and, and the cool part about it is that just as many names as there are, there's opinions on how it's going. <laughs> so this is what the lead topic is really all about is, you know, there are uh, the Canadian cannabis, uh, sorry, the Canadian Council of Cannabis or C3 industry group of licensed producers. They put out a report card uh, scoring the industry uh, on how it's going. And Deepak Anand, uh, who comments on a lot of stuff, he was the uh, former executive uh, heading up Canopy Rivers, which was a VC arm of um, Canopy Growth. Now that he's the executive um, CEO of Materia, um, another industry uh, business in Vancouver, and he gave the overall report card a C. Um, and I think, you know, that's fair. We're two years in of something that's brand spanking new. Um, we're doing a good job, but there's lots of room for improvement. That's what a C says to me is that you're, you're there, you're on the class roster, but yeah, you haven't done anything more than sort of show up. So that's exactly what this is about. And the part about it being report card, like in school, you sort of have to know what you're measuring to know that it's been good. So that's what I like about the fact that they did this was that, you know, from a business standpoint, um, I mean, John Doerr is famous for his book, uh, Measure What Matters. Uh, John Doerr was an engineer, is an engineer, a venture capitalist, very famously original investor and board member of Google and Amazon. Uh, so he kind of knows what it takes to create high value companies and millions of jobs for people. Um, so still to this day, I believe uh, uh, Google and Amazon are the world's sec first and second most valuable companies ever. So, you know, measuring what matters, maybe something we should be doing yeah. from a good perspective thing. So that's exactly what this, I, my commentary on this is, is um, my belief is, you know, not only to measure, and I'm not talking about measuring dollars, I'm talking about 
measuring metrics. Um, and the point is the Cannabis uh, Council put together a list of 10 metrics based on what the Canadian government said, this is why we're legalizing and this is what we hope to achieve. Um, some broad stroke, uh, you know, realized uh, points that were resonating with the Canadian population is that this is what we care about, you know, security and safety of product, closing the illicit market, um, you know, bringing to mar bringing our research opportunities. And so those are all the parts of this, of this um, scorecard or this report card that was important that were listed with varying marks from a D to a B plus, uh, overall being the C mark that DPAC gave them. But um, in my addition to that is, you know, I believe that we need to keep our eye on the prize here. Um, what is the prize question? Um, I believe it's an ending the stigma on cannabis and the, the greater possibilities, some of them we may not even know yet, that will come from legalization. And how do we get there? Well, we have to measure where we're at from now until we get there. Um, and that's really what this is about. It's interesting, you know, from a, I come from a sports background where you're always trying to grade things. I mean, an NHL draft happens, and two hours later, um, there are people are asking who won the draft, right? So you know, what I'm getting at is it's I, I love the grading system, but we do have to remember we're only two years in on this. So I like that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that when they, they've graded Canada, they give them a failing grade. And I, I strongly disagree with that. I mean, when you start at nothing, do you start at an A? Do you start at an F and work your way up or work your way down? Or do you start at a C and then expand from there? It's, it's kind of hard to know. But, you know, I, I don't think... Um, uh, Canadians have done a lot of things wrong when it comes to legalization. Maybe we haven't done a lot of things enough yet as far as, I mean, the regulations. But, you know, we've seen other places having to dial back on things. And, and I don't think that there's been yeah. a, whole, a whole lot of negativity as far as uh, the the rolling out the whole platform has been. I, I You know, I, as much as I would love for some of the regulations to be restricted and, and be on an even playing field, you know, that's to come as far as the the rollout I, I don't think it's gone that bad and 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 i i would actually maybe give them a c plus b minus yeah exactly that was my argument i like this is a lot of good room for improvement and now overall i mean other countries jurisdictions have come out with reporting on what they think how legalization like as a framework was done in Canada. So that's mm -hmm. a bit of a different discussion. And in that sense, it, it really depends on the kind of country you have and your citizens. And sure. so, you know, for Canadians, the, the fact that we started with something super, I'm going to say conservative in terms of lots of regulation, lots of red tape, but the overall picture was that, you know, we're learning about this. We're, we sort of came in in this neutral position and there's lots of room for improvement and there's everybody's working towards like something better. Right. So I think mm -hmm. overall there's a lot to gain. And uh, yeah, and I guess, you know, my perspective from the Green Generation Company is we believe in a vision of the future where our lives will be healthier, our planet will be greener and more sustainable because of what we have learned from legalizing cannabis, hashtag Green Generation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do <laughs> believe that this is a good place to start. And if it was only two years in, you know, we've measured, we've had a measurable impact already on the illicit market, on already on the amount of people that are using cannabis for a treatment of their own things, or even just like being able to ex ex access it. 
and we've seen it gone from not being legal to an essential service in 18 months. So that's that wasn't even covered in the report card, but COVID has thrown us a curveball that this has allowed us to really rise above. And the framework in which we did it allowed us to do something like that. Yeah. Um, and like you, you mentioned about clawing back or, or, you know, that's a really big problem and very hard to do like uh, what we are seeing in the U.S. So good point on that one. Yeah, and the other thing I think is what we're not seeing. We're not seeing riots. We're not seeing buildings being burnt down. We're not seeing the reefer madness attitude that, uh, you know, some maybe generations think was going to happen or, or some people thought was going to happen with uh, with cannabis. So I think that's the, one of the more important things as well is the the um, the the things people, some people thought might happen, we didn't see, which is just as important, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other big thing is, you know, they're so concerned about the youth, you know, obviously, Mm. you don't want your kids to be eating, you know, jars full of, of, you know, candies, or or CBD or, or THC gummies. But at the same time, you know, we've also seen a huge decrease in the appetite or the you know people wanting to even use cannabis because it's just not that cool anymore. So they're you know not that it's pushing people to hard drugs; it's allowing people to access it in a in a in a good way, but young or old. So I think there's a lot of good here, and you know only more good stuff to come. You know our lens is on that greener side and how we're going to make the world a healthier place, and I've I've uh, outlined that on our website. So uh, you know you can check it out there and seeing how are we created a, a somewhat of a scorecard and what we envision for the future. And it's about seeing that vision and getting there that really matters. That's very cool. You can check that out at Green Generation, uh, greengencompany.com. And uh, you can see past episodes of The Business of Cannabis at cannabis101podcast.ca. Okay, let's uh, move our way now into uh, change makers. And uh, this is this is something that... Um, you know, I know in Manitoba they were looking at uh, um, a different uh, items in, in this area, and uh, I think the health spa area of the, the cannabis world and, you know, the, just the regular world uh, will be, uh, you know, com- um, combining uh, to, with each other more commonly as we go. I, I think this, this exactly. area of the health is going to explode at some point. 100%. Yeah. So this is a this is one to keep an eye on for sure as a huge, huge, um, let's call it like high margin business opportunity. Um, really, because uh, this is a this particular company is called Your Health Span. And they're actually a mobile massage group. So they uh, focus on they have a mobile massage business based out of uh, out of Calgary, but they're or their eyes are set on you know a franchise concept but it's really about being comfortable in your own home and their business has been been built around you know coming into people's spaces um and sort of giving them that little taste of luxury or that taste of relaxation or spa in their own space and i think that's huge and i think this is a massive opportunity um that can be done in many different ways and there is like no right way there's all these many opportunities. So with this particular group, I actually learned about them from another uh, networking group that I'm a part of, which is kind of cool. It's like a barter uh, for services networking group called Xmerce. And um, that's where I learned about this. And they um, focus on uh, using CBD or infused massages 
for three major reasons. Um, they talk about it being uh, for inflammation, you know, that causes pain, for anxiety that could disrupt sleep, and even skin conditions like acne and psoriasis. So they sort of pigeon, they explain why and how this works with the massage. And they really do a great job both articulating it on their website, but also when you see your practitioner, you can talk about this with them. And because you're in your own home um, or in your own space, there's sort of no legality issues with it it's like you know it's very normal and you're not buying any product you're actually you can bring your own um they have options too but it's all inclusive so it's you're not really taking away a bottled product it's something that you can use on your own uh, or uh, as part of the treatment and um the cool part is they actually use a product that they white label that's another one that we've actually talked about on the show so they're using a product that i'm actually very familiar with and was very happy to see it being used in this way i thought that was awesome um and this is cool is that you know they personally like i'm the kind of person that i have used to go for massages regularly they were part of my own you know self-care and and wellness practice for myself um and when i was working in the oil and gas sector and previously when had you know jobs in sales i had a health and benefits plan where massages were part of my benefits package so it was always covered and this group you know they take all kinds of massage or all kinds of insurance benefits which is great but because of covid and a lot of those services have been interrupted and because i don't i work for myself now i don't work for a big company i don't have benefits so this is a great way um, I think to really, you know, de-stress and I would like to get back into it more often, but because of my own issues with pain and things like that, and particularly lower back issues, having massage can be really, really, really painful, um, even if it's super like not intense, but CBD basically makes it comfortable again. And I would be in a position where before I would have to go to a place to have my massage treatments and I would take like an Advil before I would go just so mm. that I wasn't in so much pain. But by having it in your own home and using a CBD massage, I actually found not only was it more relaxing, it was completely less painful um, and didn't have the same sort of side effects that taking the Advil does after that kind of treatment. So this was super awesome. And I'm very excited that they were offering this and I can't wait to have another one. Well, and that and that's the thing. It's in your own home. Uh, you could you can skip the Advil and have a joint if you wanted to before you did it to be <laughs> exactly. really relaxed. And you know, I, I've talked to my massage therapist about this, and I know, as I mentioned, in Manitoba, the government was looking at restaurants and the spa industry as a way to get cannabis involved. It's it's odd because they won't let you grow, but <laughs> they're they're very open minded with some other stuff. And and I talked to my massage therapist, and and you know the the worry is is that you if you go to a place and you're driving home, you, you know. We already have that kind of massage brain that you get after you yeah. after you have a massage. You might not want to be introducing cannabis, but if this is in your own home, this is a mobile uh, um, situation. I think this is absolutely wonderful, and I really hope they end up getting up to the Edmonton area because you know this is something that you know it might not be happening at massage therapy places, but it could Location, be happening yeah. on a mobile basis in your own home. I think this is absolutely perfect, and as we mentioned before, this is uh, kind of one of those areas that's really really going to blow up if you're watching on the screen www.yourhealthspan.ca just the mobile aspect of this is a total game changer yeah and you know actually one of the things that we were discussing when i was talking to the owner was that you know because of covid uh, hot, like 
hotels are having a, obviously a huge downturn. Like the tool, whole tourism in, industry has just kind of yeah. gone flat. So this is actually a great way. You know, you could book the massage. It doesn't have to be in your own house. You could do it in a hotel room. And this is a great way. They've actually partnered with several hotels that, that bring them business. It's a great lead business for them. And they've created packages like staycation, stay in your own city. Like don't fly anywhere. Just get away from the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, momcation, whatever. Like they have all the, and I thought that was genius. I'm like, this is exactly what we need to be doing both to stimulate the economy of other businesses and partner with them with something that would be very beneficial for our own needs. So super impressed and can't wait to see where they go from here. Yeah. And as we explore the cannabis plant with all the research, we're going to find out, you know, imagine this discussion we're going to be having in two or three years about, uh, you know, the different uh, cannabinoids that do so much more for inflammation than we already know. So the future is, is just so bright in this particular area of the, uh, the the medicinal cannabis space, I think. It's just amazing. Totally. Yeah, it's very, I call it therapeutic more than medicinal, just for yeah. Well, no yeah, it's, purposes. Yeah, it's it, not I like guess, you're dosing uh, anything. No, but it is, it is, massage is, um, you know, uh, medicine for some people. So, and you're, you're, it could be both, Uh, you know, I think it could be therapeutic. Uh, I guess it depends on um, your, uh, your pain threshold too, or or whatever you're, you're trying to deal it for. Right. So I don't, I, I, so many people have different pain and, and, and pain limits and and what Mm -hmm. they use their cannabis for. The most important thing is that you'd be getting the benefits uh, for however you use it uh, in in a, exactly. a really relaxing way. I, I'm kind of like you. I like light pressure massages just because of that. So uh, adding any kind of uh, healing benefits from the plant, I'm all for that. Totally. Okay, let's move on to our final uh, topic now. And um, this is uh, uh, one that I loved uh, when you send me these pictures because uh, I grew up with these guys. And if you're watching, it's Cheech and Chong from Up in Smoke. Uh, And what we're referring to in what it means to be green is that green uh, equals new. Uh, Obviously, these two guys on your screen in the top left are not new to cannabis, but kind of the rest of this picture does refer to that newness and green when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, so this is, it was actually uh, the word, the the initial word that that made me think about this segment was someone called me a newbie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I had to think about that for a second, especially in context of the, of the conversation. So it was actually related to the, the large and long, uh, I would say, LinkedIn discussion that I had with other people from the industry on that report card topic that I mentioned right. above, uh, uh, you know, first. And I was having this banter with another person that I've I've had banters with them before. They're, you know, they had just have a different perspective on things. And, and they called me a newbie in this discussion. They sort of looked at my website and saw that I was, you know, a two-year-old company or two-year-old, I don't know what they looked at, but they Mm -hmm. referenced me being a newbie in the industry. And I, and I, I thought about that for a second and I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm not as old as Cheech and Chong. Although, you know, with all due respect, they're fantastic and they've paved the way. You know, they were the original people trying to, you know, really make this cool and interesting enough to put it on its lot, the big screen. And they're from Calgary, super cool too. Um, and, and well, the Chong was born was in Edmonton. Let me, I'm, I got to take bragging okay, rights yeah. here. Alberta, Chong was born Canadian. in Edmonton. There we go. There we go. We, we don't want to get the Battle of Alberta going on this show. No. <laughs> We're going to keep it all in Alberta right now. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, the basically the point about the conversation where he was calling me a newbie was that mm. he was just, he was uh, talking about the point on the scorecard, the report card about medical access for cannabis. And, and his argument was that he thought that this report card didn't 
give a fair uh, credit to the legalization of cannabis because he thought we'd done a better job at access to medical cannabis. And he was giving examples hmm. of how easy it was. And he was, his own personal experience was that it was quite easy to get medical cannabis. And honestly, I, in my experience, it has been quite easy because I live in Calgary and where there has been a lot of sure. clinics and you know a lot of stuff. But in general, across the country, I don't think that's true. And then I, the newbie part about it is that new as in I've been using medical cannabis since it became legal medicinally um, in 2016, where the clinics started to open and the LP started up. Um, but what I was what I was referring to also as a newbie was that it's also a new perspective, you know, like the older perspective or the older, I would say the Cheech and Chong world, that was a, that's a huge stigma. The stoner stigma mm -hmm. is a kind of a problem still <laughs> with yeah. a lot of different groups, right? Like with investors, with biz, business people, family and, and members. This whole family members the whole cpg models like we're going to come in and make it all like where it's got to be in a package and mm -hmm. you know you don't even know what you're getting because it's in a plastic thing so that's what i'm really getting at is green means new means fresh perspective and the access to medical cannabis is a huge area that can be uh, improved upon and that was the discussion we were having and what i actually found out was that you know there was this at the same time i'm making these comments there was a global article uh survey that was global news article survey that talked about um that the canadians are citing the systemic barriers to accessing legal medical cannabis like literally i didn't even know about this i had it just happened to find it out afterwards because accessing medical cannabis um, I talk about it from the inside out. So the legal cannabis, medicinal cannabis industry was designed from the inside out, which means that if you already know that you want to use cannabis to treat it yourself with something, or you know, how, like to access a medical cannabis professional, that's easy. You're, you're good. You're golden. And that's what this person was talking about from their perspective. But for the rest of the people in the country that are not familiar with cannabis, and they're just going to their doctor for their usual stuff, mm. whatever they're, you know, complaining, their aches and pains, whatever. Their doctor is not suggesting medical cannabis for anything. Their doctor, maybe married some more progressive ones, maybe. But overall, doctors we're finding have the largest stigma against cannabis because they're looking for the clinical research to prove that it has dosing, bioavailability, right. and the big pharma model that taught them how to be doctors where there is a plethora of pills that you just picked from to pill or puff or inject into someone to fix their problems. And that's the model that doctors are in this world, in, in Western medicine, not this world, but Western medicine. Right. And I'm thinking we got to break that. And that's how we do it with a new perspective. Yeah, 100%. The, the graphic that you sent out uh, kind of shows that uh, just over a third currently have uh, a medical document in Canada. And, and it, it is unfortunate. I mean... You know, I've talked to so many people that the reaction from their doctor when they asked for medical cannabis was either um, like a hard no or a laugh, which is yeah. even worse because then you're you're uh, you're it's not so only bad. denying the the patient, but you're you're, you're making them feel that it was something silly. And and we we know we know it. You know, it's not there yet, but we know that this plant is going to help a lot of people. And and it, well, it is there, but just it's not there yet for some people to believe in it because they haven't they don't have it in that same format that they've been stuck in. So this is this is going to be um, you know we're, we're fighting for against the stigma of recreational cannabis and then there's the people that want this as medicine and and uh, the stigma is coming directly from their physician 
Exactly. And this goes back to education and it goes back to breaking the pharma education program. I mean, mm-hmm. if you talk to doctors, who does their training in med school? It's yeah. the big pharma companies yep. who sponsors their luncheons, their dinners, their stuff, who gives them all these things to try and test with their customers and you know, looking for these outcomes. That's kind of the mold. And those molds are based on DIN numbers where every single drug has a specific classification and can be clinically trialed in a way to isolate that, that that drug does what it's supposed to do. And cannabis just doesn't work like that. I mean, it's a holistic therapeutic plant that just, it's just not the same. And, and, and talking about it with the doctor is like, is like telling them that they're, you know, they're on the dark side of the moon, you know, like we're literally so far away from what they've learned. They really have to be open-minded in order to really embrace it and learn they have to go find their own learning because it's not really being available for them yet and things like this kind of report card and these kinds of you know reports by global news and mainstream media saying we're not there yet this is a sign that we need to move a little bit farther along well and it's uh, you know i i look at it in in this sense is that um you know we as patients have to have a, i guess a little bit of patience unless you can find an open-minded yeah. doctor but just like uh the next generation of children that will grow up without thinking cannabis is this dark and dangerous plant it's legal and their parents use it uh, safely we will have doctors that have that open mind as well and as we grow like the plant we will get there at some point uh, i just wish we could open these minds a little bit faster that's all exactly and it will take a bit of legislation too i mean sure. right now medical cannabis is still excised it's taxed as if it's alcohol even if it's medical um it's only available from nlp through the mail and can i tell you how many times my shipment from a medical cannabis supplier got lost by canada oh. post i like literally was on the phone with them for hours so it's not there yet for a lot of reasons um, but I have to give one shout out to Shoppers Drug Mart. Uh, mm. I think they're going to be the ones to help clear that hurdle. We talked about that in a previous episode. Um, they're doing a lot to build up their learning for their pharmacists. So that frontline person could actually be the pharmacist where you're talking to them either in person or telehealth. And those are be, I think that's where we're going to see that big change starting to come down. People asking for it and getting the help that they need from something like a Shoppers Drug Mart pharmacy. No doubt. Uh, Great stuff as usual, Melka. If you would like to find out how Melka can help you and learn more about this wonderful plant, check out greengencompany.com. Thanks again, Melka. Thanks, Dean. Have a great week. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant. Salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel Ojeks, the Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. So this is how we do things on uh, Weed Word of the Day. Uh, we take uh, two words, actually. Uh, we take one slang word and we take one standard word and uh, just let you know exactly what they are because there are a lot of terminology. There is a lot of terminology out there and a lot of terms that uh, could be very confusing uh, if you're first to cannabis. And, and I will tell you, this is episode 69, so we've been doing this for just over a year now. The first time I heard the word terpene, I didn't know what it was. So don't, uh, you know, don't don't ever make anybody f- make you feel like um, you don't know what you're talking about because there's a lot of terms in cannabis that are hard to understand and, and we learn as we go. So uh, if there's a cannabis snob out there that's giving you grief because you didn't know what a term was, 
Tell them to get bent. And then tell them about these two words here. This is what we're going with. Our slang word is too long. And that's a phrase for a joint. A longer cigarette, I guess. I couldn't really find a whole lot of background information on this, but it was just a word for a joint. So let's go have a too long, I guess. Or that's, uh, that, that joint's too long. I'm not sure how it came to be, but I did find that. The standard term is pistols. And I, and I did find, and I do know more information uh, about this one in particular. Um, but pistols are the, the long hair-like growths on the plant. And when a male plant's pollen sac bursts, it spreads the pollen across the room to the female plant. And it's the pistils that it comes into contact with. And that's how seeds are produced. And it's also a way to tell the sex of your plant. If you see pistols, it's female. If you, it's, if you don't see pistols, it's male. And what do they look like? Usually orange, burnt orange, uh, sometimes brown, red. Uh, so they're different colors, but they are definitely uh, the uh, little hair-like uh, um, growths that you see on the plant. Uh, you know, if you're looking at a green plant, uh, there'll be some uh, red or uh, orange or, or different things like that. So certainly lots to learn uh, when it comes to the cannabis plant, and uh, hopefully... Uh, we helped you with a little bit that uh, today. That's our goal anyway on the Cannabis 101 podcast and uh, especially on uh, Weed Word of the Day. and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. That was the weed song from the artist My Dead Dog and uh, love the little ditties that uh, that artist in particular puts together and hopefully some more on the way. That's going to wrap up hour number one for us on this Monday evening. Uh, hour number two will come out on Wednesday. And uh, you may be listening to this uh, or you may be watching this on uh, our social media feeds, but we do have our YouTube channel. So make sure you check out past episodes, future product reviews, and much more at uh, our YouTube channel. Just search for us on uh, there at Cannabis. 101 podcast i uh, hope you enjoyed the show if you did please let us know leave us a review subscribe to the show and let us know what you think of it and if you'd like to be a part of the show as a guest or if you'd like to be a part uh, as an advertiser we're starting to bring some sponsors on board uh, please hit me up at cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com uh, you can check things out at uh, Cannabis101podcast.ca and Podcast Alley. I have a whole bunch of shows there that I'll tell you about in just a second. But I will tell you about uh, hour number two on Wednesday. It's going to feature Jesse Lavoie. Uh, he is with uh, Canopy Growth. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, some of the stores and Bickle products and some of the cool things that he's doing. He's also the gentleman that has the constitutional challenge going in Manitoba. 
So we'll give an update on that. On uh, He's fighting for the right to be able to grow at home. So Jesse will join us. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about some stores and Bickle products, the Volcano, the Mighty, and some other cool things. And, of course, Chris Ionson is our educator, and he is the manager of the Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave location. He joins us on every show for Hour 2 with What's That Strain? Uh, can't wait to uh, dive into what we're going with this week. I'll keep it a bit of a secret for now, but um, I think you're really, really going to like it. Uh, and we'll have so much more. We'll have uh, our cannabis question again and our cannabis character. So lots to look forward to on Wednesday with hour number two. And as mentioned, you can find out so much more uh, when it comes to podcasts at www.podcastalley.ca. All right, that'll wrap things up for me. Uh, thank you to Malcolm LaBelle for joining us. David Wiley will be back again next week. As we do on every show, uh, we leave you with the marijuana song from the artist My Dead Dog. Remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Peace and love.